What's going on? This is Nitty Gritty Sports Talk Radio Show. I go by the name of Roscoe English, and today we have a special, special interview lined up today. I'm here with the flock, of course. Got my guy Keys. What's going on, y'all? How y'all feeling? We back. My man Nick. Right. Back like we never left, huh? Last but not least, Keith PJ. Skull, what's going on? We got another one of them Baltimore legends on here today, so let's get right to it. You know, we keep one lined up for y'all. So no further ado, we have former basketball star in Notre Dame and assistant coach at Howard University, Eric Ack is on the line. Eric, can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's up, EA? What's going on, Eric? How you feeling today, man? I'm good. I'm good. Chilling. That's great. So let's get right to it. Talk to us about growing up in Baltimore and how you were introduced to the game of basketball. Yeah, man. Um, growing up in Baltimore was, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, but, um, you know, I really learned the game in, in Baltimore. Um, I grew up I grew up playing at uh, Bentlow. I was there every summer. Um, I played in BNBL, Mount, down Mount Royal, um, the Baltimore Stars when I was young, not, nine and under, ten and under. Like, that's, that's really where um, it all started for me. Um, you know, just getting that, getting that edge and, and learning the game. So Baltimore has, has, meant, has meant everything for me um, as far as basketball goes. So what went into your decision to start uh, playing at Mount St. Joseph? Um, man, a lot of, a lot of factors um, went into my decision to go to Mount St. Joe, but um, the main one was Coach Kalachi. Um, you know, he did a good, he did a really good job of, of recruiting me. Um, and then the players that, um, you know, came before me, um, the Chase Adams, uh, Dino Gregory, Hen- Henry Sims, um, I am, shoot, I'm forgetting a lot more. Um, but all those guys, be beat, yeah, <laughs> Lou Bird, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I mean, they, they went 38 and one the year before I got there. Um. And the other one other school that I was looking at, they played them. Um, I won't say the school name, but they played them. Um, literally, like one of those days, they played them, and I was there, um, and they beat them by forty. And I remember Clashy looking up at me like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, no, all no, right, bet. No, yeah, you gotta tell us who that was, yeah, for real." <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that, man. I, I, I'm out here recruiting, and I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Ah, professionalism. I love it. Definitely understand that. So we had, um, I know he didn't, I don't know if he coached you, but Coach Damian Jennifer earlier told us to shout you out and say what's up. Um, oh my God. But talk to us about Coach Claxey and what makes him one of the best coaches in the area and how did he assist in your career development? Yeah, man, I think, I think um, he's, he meant so, so much to me. Um, you know, I think for, I think his best um, character of, as a coach is giving guys, um, giving guys confidence. Um, he's not a conf- he's not, he doesn't take away confidence. He's, he's a confidence giver. He, he, he like pours that into you. So early on when I was a freshman, um, I started as a freshman. One, that's a big confidence booster. 
Um, Definitely. But by by my sophomore year, man, he was telling me that I was the best guard in the in, in the state. Like, so at that time, even if I didn't even believe that at the, at the time, man, like hearing him say that every single day only gave me more and more confidence to go and prove that every night. And um, you know, that's something that that I went after every single night. And I'm not gonna say I was because we had so many good good players, but um, that's something I definitely chased and it definitely made me better. So, um, you know, he, he just gave me the confidence that I needed um, and, and steered my confidence in the right direction. For sure. And you got a couple BCL player of the years under your belt, don't you? I do. I do. Back to back, back to back BCL <laughs> player of the year. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, before we switch to um, switch over to college, who were some of the tougher players you played, you know, in the BCL when you was at St. Joe? Yeah, um, shoot, early on, man, it was Malcolm Delaney at Towson Catholic. Um, he, 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 to me, is, you know, one of the best guards to ever, ever, ever come out of the city. Um, uh, Dante Green was on his team. I, you know, I didn't match up against Dante, but Dante is really good. Pro. Um, Sean Mosley um, was, at, was at St. Francis. Um, and all the guys in my, my class from the Damian Lee um, to Wayne Sparrow at St. Francis, Dante Holmes, um, uh, man, I can't even forget Matt Rum at Loyola. Um, Rum was tough. Uh, it's tough, man. Um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> he when he came us. to Loyola and people, nobody really knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And um, he got out there on that court that first day of like tryouts and practicing, man. It was that was all she wrote. Man, he's tough. He's tough. I mean, it, was, it was so many. It was uh, Dylan Dylan Cormier at, at Gibbons. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to forget anybody, you know what I'm saying? But um, it was so many guys. Every single night was was a battle. So when it so when it comes time to pick a school, um, you chose to visit Notre Dame. Why Notre Dame? And did you know what went into your decision? Yeah, um, man, for my college decision, it was for me. It was a you know looking back on it, it was an easy choice. But um, you know going through the process, I um, and I did. Um, the reason was because of the way it felt when I got to campus. Um, it felt like a, it felt like a family atmosphere. Um, the first day I got there, the players, um, you know, in recruiting, um, now I'm in it, but the, the, the players sold the, um, you know, sold the school, um, even better than, you know, this is not a knock to any of the coaches, but the players sell the program mm. and they sold me on the family aspect, and um, and I, I just felt welcome right away, and um, no other school made me feel that way. Um, and then on top of it, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it was the playing time. Um, um, so you know, those two things, um, you know, when I when I when I thought about my decision and and the education, um, on on top of it, those three things, it was a, it was a home run for me. What'd you major in there, Eric? Uh, film and television. So, Eric, you got to play in the Big East and the ACC due to the conference realignment. How was that experience? It was fun, man. It was was fun. I got three years in the Big East, and I got one year in the ACC. Now, um, that one year in ACC didn't go particularly well um, record-wise compared to my last three. I went went to the NCAA tournament three straight times in the Big East. and I would have went the fourth year, but um, you know some some things happened that uh, 
did not allow me to do that. But, um, you know, it was it was uh, two of the best conferences in, in the country, man. I thought, and I still think, um, at the time, Big East was the best conference in the country, like hands down. When when it was, um, when when we were in it, when Louisville was in it, uh, Syracuse was in it. Um, I mean, I thought I, I just thought that was the best conference, and now you know you take those teams and bring them into the ACC, and that's created the you know the new best conference. So, yeah. um, ACC and, was um, it was a powerhouse at that point. Yeah, yeah. Night I mean, in, night out, y'all were playing a top top team. Exactly, exactly. So, oh, uh, and, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh came over. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Pitt, us, Louisville, and Syracuse. That's 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 a lot. You know what I mean? So. Right. Um, um, you know, changing conferences, it, it it didn't feel that crazy because I still played a lot of the teams I was still playing. But, um, you know, I, I would say the biggest difference was um, a little bit of the style of play. It was a little bit it was a little bit faster in ACC um, than the normal, I would say, Big East game. Um, Big East was super, super physical and it was a grind. It was um, you, you better have to get your push-ups in the night before because it's, it's going to be a rough one. Um, ACC was a little bit more up and down, um, but it was super skilled. Um, so, um, you know, they, they both had their challenges, but, um, you know, two of the best conferences in the country. So. so, Eric, you mentioned Louisville. Walk us through that five-overtime thriller. Um, that was an awesome game, man. Talk to us about that, uh, that game and the experience. Yeah, man. Every every time I think about this game, I get tired. Um, Because, because I mean, I played sixty. I played the whole game. You know, I mean, I played sixty minutes, um, and um, it was wild. I mean, the the crazy part about this game is the fact that it wasn't that great of a game for thirty-nine minutes. Honestly, like they kind of kept us at bay at about seven to ten points. Um, deficit for mm-hmm. most of the game. Um, so, I mean, for 39 minutes, you know, I thank all our fans for being there and, you know, sharing the song, but it was, it, it was a seven to 10 point game the whole time. And then, um, and, you know, I always get on him, Jaron Grant, um, he didn't do nothing for 39 minutes either. <laughs> and I'll tell him this to his face. He didn't do anything. <laughs> um, but, you know, to, to his, um, you know, he made it happen, you know, with that with, with that minute left. Um, it was probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen um, to get us to overtime. Yeah. Um, you know, he scored 12 points in, in damn near a minute. It's like he blacked out. <laughs> yeah, and every time it was it was three points. So, was, and the crazy part is they made all their free throws yep. other than one time. Mm. So, we were trading three for two, three for two, three for two. This is something that... that, that you know, you dream of, right? Like, like you, you can kind of do that on a video game sometimes, but it don't ever go that way. Um, so, yeah, we were trading three for two, three for two, and we kept slowly cutting it. But at, eventually, they were going to need to miss one because the time was going to run out. They finally missed that last one at, like, 10 seconds. Jaren gets the ball, boom, comes all the way down, and one at the rim, the kid tries to take a charge. The kid that has bounced tries to take a charge. It surprised, her, surprised me. Um, boom, and one. And then we go into overtime, and then, um, and again, I get mad at him again because as soon as overtime started, he he fouled out, so he left me out there. Boom, <laughs> he got us there and then left. So, but uh, no, nah, it was it was fun, man. I think I think the main thing I remember is, um, you know, 
Coach Bray just being doing a great job of keeping us um, loose, man. Um, it's probably one of the times where he, he got the nickname Loosest Coach in America because, um, you know, in the timeouts, man, he, he was, like, laughing with us, laughing and joking with us and, and just, like, telling us, man, ain't, ain't this fun? Ain't this fun? Like, and, and that kind of just, you know, like, kept our spirits, like, you know, like, you're right, man, this is, this is fun. We're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's what, you know, really helped us out and kept us believing because, you know, it was it was a crazy five overtime. So, and I would like to add, I hit the, I hit the I had the last four four points of the game, so I really hit the game when it when it shot for real. So. <laughs> How was it playing for uh, for Coach Bray? Like describe that for us. Yeah, um, man, I think I was blessed, man. I was blessed with from my high school coach to my college coach. Um, and I think that is probably the reason why I chose Notre Dame. Um, they have a lot of similar um, characteristics about their coaching styles. Um, Coach Bray is a, another guy who is a confidence giver, like huge confidence giver, um, like to a point where it's like, dang, I, I don't even think I could do some of that. Like really, I don't think I could do some of that stuff. But, um, you know, he, he, he told me and Jan as soon as we started started starting, Boom, y'all, y'all the best backcourt in the Big East. Like, nobody can tell y'all different. Y'all, y'all, y'all are the best. And, um, you know what I mean? So, again, it's, it's, that, it's that constant, it's that constant um, you know, thought in your head. If somebody keeps relaying that, you know, um, as, as a coach, you keep relaying that to your players, um, you know, that, that confidence starts to build in, 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 my, in myself and um, players to come. And um, it only it only develops and it helps us to win win games. So, um, man, it, it was it was amazing. Um, he's helped me out so much in my in my career, um, even post post basketball. Um, yeah, post basketball. So, for sure. So, you, um, Ryan alluded to your time in the Big East and the ACC. What were some of the tougher places to play in those two conferences? Um. Man, the toughest place to play in the ACC in the Big East. Um, I thought a really tough place to play was Louisville. Louisville was tough. Um, and it happens to be tough because every single game is really close. Like all our games, excuse me, all our games went to overtime. So, um, you know, that alludes to making, you know, probably the place feel a little bit um, crazier. Um, uh, but Louisville, I would say Louisville, Syracuse, Syracuse is just so big, and there's so many people. It's, it's yeah, um, it's almost like you're playing. You know how, how the Final Fours in those big arenas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every time you play at Syracuse, it's, it's like that. Wow. So it, it's not like anything else. So it's like totally different than anywhere else you would play at. Um, the feel is different. Um, so man, so Syracuse was definitely. I didn't get a chance to play at Duke. They came to us. Um, Carolina was, um, Carolina was cool. Carolina was cool. They were loud. They were really loud, but they have really nice fans. So it was, it wasn't that bad. So <laughs> we had, um, Syracuse alum CJ Farron last night. And he said that, uh, Pitt and Louisville were two mm, of the I, places to play at for him. I left out, I left out Pitt and I'm, I'm going to tell you. So we, we came into Pitt my freshman year, um, they were ranked number two in the country, I think, at the time. Um, and this is this is when 
when um, black and yellow was popping. <laughs> um, and the Steelers were, they were rolling at the time too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so we played them on a Monday, Sunday night. Um, they had a game and we could see it from our, from our uh, hotel, like the stadium going crazy. Wow. You could hear the black and yellow going. So boom, Monday night comes, when we, we play, the gym, gym goes black, and all you hear is, uh-huh, you know what it is. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and the whole place went crazy. And I was like, yo, this is insane. The whole place That's was probably a crazy experience, though. Yeah, it was. It was. I think, uh, I think, I think uh, Dwayne came up to see me one time, too. So that was cool. Okay. That's what's up. Shout out to Wayne. Yes, sir. So um, you played in the G League. Tell us about your time there. Yeah, the the G League experience was um, it was it was a it was a good experience, man. It it is it is it's, it's a tough experience. It's it's not for it's not for the weak minded, um, because um, it is totally different than what you're used to. Um, it is. Um, the travel is different, and, and I, I don't know everything's getting better. But um, at the time, the travel was was rough um, compared to college. I'm just comparing everything to college because that's what I came from, you know. So that's the only thing I could think of. Um, but it, it, it that was tough. The players are really, really good, like really good. And I think people don't give them enough credit um, sometimes that these players are one step away from the league, um, and night in night out like these dudes are are going for a check like they are going to get an nba check so um every single night in there it's a battle um and um which made it fun i mean i you know what i mean I, they made it really fun i played in erie um it made it it made it really fun every every single game was was tough um and um i actually got, i had a chance to play against cj fair um while i was in the g league as well so um but no, it was definitely an experience that I, I learned a lot from, and um, you know, take take away a lot of different things from that experience. For sure. For sure. So, you were a three-time team captain at Notre Dame, and now you are a DA one assistant coach at the age of 28. So, was leadership always something that just came natural for you, especially playing point guard, or was it something that you acquired along the way? I think um, leadership came from me, I acquired it. I would say I acquired it. Um, and everyone, you know, I think leads in their own way. Um, and I, I, I led in my own way and I think that's why it worked for me. And that's why I was a three-time captain. Um, I, didn't, I didn't try to overdo it, over, over scream at people or over, you know, I, I was myself. I was confident in who I was um, and that, really helped um you know just my maturity on the court um my maturity on the court led to um you know where i am now um you know the, the way i the way i see basketball and the, and the way um you know i go about certain things um you know as, as a coach so um I, I would say it it developed it definitely developed in the way i when i was young i was a little shy um but when like i said when like coach Clatchy and coach bray keep telling you um you know here's the ball this is yours you know it develops really quickly so um yeah i i, I learned on the i learned on the go but 
uh, it definitely helped. Um, it definitely helped them them giving me, um, you know, the ball early and, and, and giving me the confidence to lead, um, you know, push my progression along. Definitely, definitely. So, Eric, has coaching always been a goal of yours post-basketball career? Always, always. I always knew I wanted to be a coach. Wow. Um, from the time I was uh, 10, 11 years old, I always knew I wanted to be a coach. Um, my father, my father coached me um, at, at a young age, um, and I saw the way, um, you know, kids looked at him, um, and I admired it, and I wanted to do something like that. So, um, and I've had so many great coaches. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have so many great coaches. Todd Bozeman, that was at uh, former coach at Morgan State, and um, yep. you know, he used to be a cow. Yep, yep, man. Um, coach Bowes is, is is he's like an uncle to me. Wow. And I played on his AAU team when I was about thirteen. Um, so I was getting I was getting that type of coaching, like high level coaching at a young age, and it made me look at that, and I just wanted to be that. So um, you know, I had to sit, you know thank them, and I and I have thanked them you know throughout my time, <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, it's, it's something I always wanted to do, though. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, your, um, your coaching career started when you were a video coordinator at Notre Dame. You know, what goes into that position on a normal day-to-day? Yeah, the uh, video coordinator spot, it's um, it's a lot of stuff that people don't see. Um, it's all the stuff that you don't see, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the nitty-gritty. From, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, from... Helping with scouting reports with the coaches, assisting, helping out our coaches, um, making sure everything is run on time, um, you know, from simple day-to-day basics in the office to making sure we got basketballs ready for practice, you know, helping out with manager, manager duties, um, making sure that they know what they're doing and little things like that. Um, that's like the, that's really what I did every day. And then, you know, when it came to my, my, my title, um, it was cutting up film and getting it to our coaches, um, watching film of the teams that we're about to play um, and giving some um, uh, summary to whichever coach had the next game um, and what players do what and things like that. So um, that was, you know, that's the real job title, but there was so much that went around it that, um, you know, that, that's not the video coordinating spot. You know what I mean? Sounds like it's an integral part of the team that, that most oh, for people sure, don't for see. Sure. For sure. For, for sure. So, Eric, what went into your decision to accept the assistant coaching head job, uh, I mean, the coaching job at um, Howard University? Um, Man, what went into it? It was, it was a... For me, I wanted to get my foot in the door with with coaching, um, and getting the opportunity to come back home um, at such a prestigious university like Howard University, um, it, it it just made too much sense. Um, and um, you know, for 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 me to get get basically home for for me. Um, um, and for me to recruit the area and different things like that, 
thinking about that and all the people I know that I could touch, um, that's one phone call away, or the coaches I know in the area, it just, it just seemed like the perfect time um, and the perfect place to really make it happen. Um, and I'm excited about what, what we're doing, so. That's dope. That's dope. It's really dope. I'm super excited about, you know, athletics at HBCUs on the rise. And I definitely think you're going to be a big part of that as well. But um, talk to us about last season at Howard and what you are most looking forward to for this upcoming season. Yeah, last last season for us, record-wise, was was really tough, man. Um, I don't even remember the record, um, but it was it was it was a tough season for us. But at the end of the day, excuse me, um, it was it was about you know starting starting our culture. Um, coach Blakeney, um, our head coach, um, did a, has done a great job of implementing who we're going to be and how we're going to play. Um, and that was what last year was for us. Um, so the wins and losses, um, you know, they, they, they came and went. Um, but our culture and who we are really has gotten impl- implemented, which, um, you know, it is, you're, we're going to see the fruits of that labor uh, in this upcoming season. So, um, you know, and, you know, in this upcoming season, man, I'm, I'm just excited about the growth that our team is going to, is, is, is going to make, um, from, um, the guys returning, um, the young guys that are returning. We have a, we have the rookie of the year, uh, his name is Wayne Bristol. Um, he, he's returning to us. I'm super excited about him. Uh, we have a kid that was, that was red shirt and his name is Steve Settle, six nine six ten guard. Um, super excited about him. Um, you know, so all the guys returning, I'm excited about because they know what our culture is. And then the guys that we're bringing in, um, you know, for our first real official um, recruiting class, it just is all coming together uh, really nicely for us. So um, we're just we're, we're super excited to finally um, uh, we're, we're super excited about putting this thing together and then getting out on the court with them as well. Yeah, I know we're excited to see what you um what you all put together. So it sounds like you all laid that foundation year one. So for year two, what are some of the goals you have for yourself at Howard? Yeah, um, for year two, for my for myself, my goal is is, is just to become a better better coach in every every aspect of of coaching for myself. Um, but you know, for us as a team, you know. Uh, I think our, our our goal is to take this thing one one game at a time. I know that's such a cliche thing, but um, but it's true. But it, that's it, it, it is really true. It is really true. But it's not even one game. You know, we 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 got to start at um, whenever whenever we are out of this quarantine and we can get with them. Um, you know, just winning the day um, each right. day from so that could that could start in whenever we're with them. It could be in June, July, um, August, whatever that day is. Um, you know that first practice, making, making that, that a, a winning practice, you know, having a winning, winning environment, winning vibe. Um, if we can do that each and every day, the wins and losses are going to take care of themselves um, in, the, in the right way, you know what I mean? So um, just, just setting, that, um, setting that in the right place um, is going to set us up for the future. Right. And if anybody know the talent in it, you know, in this DMV area is you. So how is important? How important is it for you, you know, and Coach at Howard's to bring in um, the local talent? Man, it's it's so so important. Um, I think, and I and I don't, um, I don't brag much, but I, I 
I would say this to anybody. I think this area, um, DMV to <laughs> DMV to Baltimore. Um, <laughs> yeah, specify that. <laughs> uh, but it's it, it's the it's the best basketball in the country. Um, I agree. Like you know, from for for high school and and AAU basketball, it's it's right here. Um, so um, we did a we did a really good job of attacking the area um, and getting really good players from uh, winning programs. So um, which really really excited about um, you know some of the some of the guys that you know got. Raheem Ali from from Pali. Yeah. Um, he was a three-time three-time state champ. That's a big um, point guard. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That's he would, big time. That's nice. Mm-hmm. He would have. They they would have won it again. It would it would have been four in a row. Yes, it would have. Um, um, you know he's 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 somebody. You know for 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 us he's, as a point guard, getting that Baltimore toughness is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's huge. You know I, I think that's something that um, I think every coach in America knows what what they're getting when they get a a kid from um, Baltimore, so um, you know, getting him was huge. Um, we have kid, we have Spencer Hayes. He was at St. Andrews um, down in um, down in DMV. We got um, kid, the kid who was at HEC, um, but he went to Dematha. Like so, I mean, this is this is it's all it's all coming together um, really really nicely for us, um, and really doing it with the guys um, from the area because we have multiple guys from the area that were already on the team. So um, just add into that um, talent. And you know what you get when you get these guys because you know they've been coached the right way. Yeah. So, um, you know, we don't have to coach them again. Mm. We, can, we, can, we can just coach. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Right. Exactly. So 10 years from now, Eric, where do you see yourself in your coaching career? 10 years from now, that make me 38. Um, Still young, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my son will be twelve. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Time flies. Yeah, no. Ten years. Um, you, probably, you know, you probably have a ratchet at twelve too. <laughs> I see y'all. I see y'all out there working with him. <laughs> I got to every day. Every day we get out there. Yes, sir. Um, but but ten years from now, man. Um, I think my my biggest goal is to be a head coach one day. So, um, okay. you know, I, I think. Trying to prepare myself every every single day now, um, taking those um, steps in that direction. So, any um, particular level? Know, I was just about to um, ask. I mean, I mean, my my dream job would be going back to my alma mater. Okay. Um, okay. That would be my dream job, but um, you know, Speaking I got in existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Nah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but you know, I, I I'll get started anywhere. I'll get started anywhere, make it happen, and then. Um, you know, when, it, when, when that time is right, when they, you know, when they, you know, see what the work I put in, they can come call. So, um, that's the plan. That's dope, man. That's dope. So, on Nitty Gritty, we, we, we ask every guest that we have a who's in, who's out. I'm going to name mm-hmm. two players. They in the Hall of Fame, out the Hall of Fame. And I'm a back to the beginning. Andre Iguodala, Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> I mean, I saw this one. I saw this one before. <laughs> I asked it on purpose. I asked it on purpose. <laughs> That's funny. I saw y'all talking about this, and 
and I, I didn't click it. I just thought about it, right? Like I saw y'all, had, I saw the uh, the picture, and y'all were talking, and oh man, I, I would say you know for me, for me, I would say Andre Iguodala is in. Okay. Um, and not because of the the Finals MVP. I, I care less about that. Um, because that was phony to me. Um, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's, that's real. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's because, because still, um, LeBron still did his thing, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, Steph averaged 26 in that finals. Mm. Like, yeah, that if, you're gonna, gonna, if, if you're going to give it to the, if you're going to give it to the, you know what I mean? Like the best player on the team, the winning team, like, yeah. why don't you give it to him? For sure. Um, he played Steph on he that. got robbed. He definitely got robbed. Yeah. Yeah. But you know. Um, but I say this about Iggy, man, like, um, being an integral part of that, that dynasty, cause that, that that's what it is. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. a very integral part of that dynasty. Um, and he just did all the dirty work. I mean, to me, he's like, is Robin in the, is Robin in the thing? Yeah. He's is, there. Yeah. yeah if, if I think if I'm not calling him Robin, but I mean, he did take on all the hard responsibilities as a defender. Um, he hit big shots. He 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 was always that like that guy that when you think you got them bottled up and you'd be like, dang, here come Iggy, like. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, winning winning does that. Winning does that. Winning winning does make gets you in there uh, more than I think Amari. But Amari's a great talent as well. Like. So that's no knock against him. It's no knock against him. It's just great. Fair I I would go with Iggy. Good take. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that take, Eric. And we at the Nitty Gritty appreciate you lending us your time today. Appreciate you having you on, and hopefully we can talk to you later down the line. For sure, for sure, man. I I enjoyed it, man. Keep keep up the good work, fellas. Y'all doing y'all y'all doing a damn thing. Appreciate you. Thank yeah. you, sir. Appreciate, appreciate that. Yes, sir. You saved our. Brand activations, business openings, recently engaged during any life event that deserves a celebration? Start planning with Penn Jones Events. Owner and principal planner Paige guarantees a fun and stress-free planning experience. Managing every event aspect, including budgets, timelines, vendor negotiations, event design, and more. Penn Jones Events is a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Maryland. We curate extraordinary events tailored to you. Let's start planning today. For a free 30-minute consultation, visit ppjevents.com. This ad is brought to you by Lavelle Body. Lavelle Body is an all-natural, handmade skin and hair care line for men, women, and children. So if your skin is dry, your hair is damaged, or your beard is having problems connecting, shop Lavelle Body today at lavellebody.com or DM Lavelle Body LLC on Instagram. Again, that's LavelleBody.com or DM LavelleBody LLC. We are back, fellas. Another good one in the books. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciate Eric coming on and, and giving it to us like that. Um, to have an assistant coach on um, and to get that perspective. 
I'm from the Division One level. That was that was big time. So I appreciate Eric giving us his time and just his professionalism about everything throughout the whole process. Um, you can see how when Nick alluded to that leadership question, how he's how he's grown as a leader, and I'm, I'm sure he'll grow even more in his role as an assistant coach. And it's only a matter of time before he's a head coach somewhere. So we're gonna speak. He's to under him. the age. He's under the age of thirty, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's getting to it. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man. yeah, assistant Count coach at 28 brother. at a big time, you know, HBCU. That's that's a dope mm-hmm. accomplishment. But an illustrious right. career, man. So yeah. it's well deserved. Yeah. One of the high, one of the highest basketball IQ, IQs I didn't see come from this area. Smart basketball player, man. For sure. Right. Always made the right play. Exactly. So anything else? Wrap it up, guys. No, nah, man. Working just on off day. No off days. Hey man, got hey man, we grinding, you know. We we, right. we grinding out here. Um Which like I said, uh, appreciate her for go ahead go ahead, Key. Not about to say working on the weekend like usual, right? <laughs> Life's good you though. Know? Bars. Life's Bars. Good, <laughs> Bars. So we appreciate her for coming on. This was a special Saturday edition. We'll highlight y'all on Monday. Everybody stay blessed. No, no.